Yo, 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 it is your gal Inez Bai back for another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. I am your host as well as a health and a mindset coach. And today we're going to be talking about a few different topics. I thought I'd just update you on my week, my day. Actually, it's Monday. We had a break, a spontaneous break from the podcast last week because I went to Byron with my family, took some time. I was still working, but just took some time away from the day-to-day scene. And my God, was it refreshing. So I'm feeling really, really good. Like I said, I was still serving my clients up there. I love actually getting to go away and still working with my clients because a change of scenery and just like a total circuit breaker from your work or from your day-to-day life can, for me personally, especially as a business owner, is very inspiring. So when I am away, I'm full of ideas and inspiration. And I know that's when I can serve my clients to the best of my ability. So I chose to continue working up there, which was actually really nice. Um, But I decided to just take a little bit of chill pill from creating heaps of content and the podcast as well. Like I have loved creating the podcast over the past year or so, but sometimes you need a break from it. And that's what I decided to do last week. Gave myself full permission to just step away from it. No justification needed and here we are but I thought I would give you a little bit of a rundown of how Byron went I also got a question in the dms about losing your period due to over exercising or not eating enough so I'm going to chat a little bit about that as well I thought it would be really helpful to talk a little bit about being confident in your body when going away on holidays, how to manage different eating schedules and just especially with the summer holidays coming up, how you can feel your best, whether you're going away on holidays or whether you are just, you know, in Australia, like especially in Sydney, it's getting a lot warmer. We're wearing less clothes, spending more time in our bikini. So how we can really prepare and make sure that we're feeling and looking our best as we enter the warmer months. So yeah, just a couple of tips um, around health and mindset as per usual, but oh, wow. I have just come back from a skate. Yep, that's right, a skate. I'm basically the next Tony Hawk, not really. I used to skate all the time when I was younger, like way, way, way younger, maybe 10 or 11, maybe even younger. But what happened is I had a little bit of a traumatic situation happen when I was skating. I used to skate with um, my friend Zoe, who lived up the road from me when I was living with my parents. We would skate all the time. And one day we were hanging out at her place, probably playing The Sims or The Age of Empires, I used to do when I was a youngin. And we both sat down on the skateboard and we started to go down this massive hill towards my house and somehow it pulled her fingernails off and she had to go to hospital and have all these operations and it was just this whole ordeal so ever since then I've been very reluctant to get back on the skateboard but now yesterday this weekend the urge really hit me and I mentioned it to my housemate and he was like oh yeah I've got a longboard in my room you can borrow it and I was like brilliant and the urge hit me this afternoon and I was like you know what I'm gonna go and it's so funny because it's so easy to talk yourself out of doing something that you haven't done for a really long time like I'm basically even though I used to skate when I was younger I'm 26 almost 27 that's like 15 years of not skating so naturally I'm not going to be a great pro skater when I first stepped on it and let me tell you this gal was shaky I was shaking in my boots on the skate and it was like rocky to start off with and I was like people you know you have those sorts of like well people are gonna stare at me and they're gonna look at me and like what am I doing am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing but it's just always whenever I do these new experiences now I used to let that self-doubt and that anxiety and worry and people pleasing of like what will other people think of me really hold me back from expressing myself fully and giving things a good go whereas now those thoughts come and I'm just like whatever like if people look at me so what like what are they gonna do like if they come up to me and say to me oh you're a shit skater 
I don't care. Like, I don't need your validation. I know I'm not an amazing skater. I'm also like, whatever. It's just a little bit of fun. But that's only come because I have worked on trusting myself and I have such a level of respect for who I am, regardless of where I'm at in my journey, that I can just go and try out new things. And this holds so many of us back all the freaking time like even this morning like today has actually been a day of many firsts because this morning I went to a new gym I left my old gym because I was kind of just getting bored of it and there wasn't much of a community vibe and being someone that works on their own I've spoken about this on the podcast it's really helpful for me to have a community and to feel like I'm part of like a bit more of a social network when I go to the gym and this wasn't something I ever used to value that much I guess because I used to be surrounded by more people when I was working like in a face-to-face job or at uni whereas now all my work is online and I work almost solo like I've obviously got some friends that are coaches luckily and I um, you know have my friends and my family and my partner that I reach out to and whatever but it's just really nice to go to the gym and have that sense of community and so this morning I went to a new gym quit my old membership signed up to this new gym went in by myself and again it was a point for me to reflect on how in the past it was so hard for me to change things like especially if something was working you know like the old gym it was good it was convenient it was down the road from me I knew what to expect like it was working I enjoyed it it made me feel fit whatever especially if something was working but wasn't fully lighting me up, I would just stay with that thing for so long. And that was true for so many aspects of my life. I've stayed in romantic relationships because I was like, well, it's been working for a while and it's serving its purpose and it's good enough, aka I was settling, because I didn't want to seem ungrateful. I felt like I had to justify more of a reason why I would leave that certain relationship. But now I've come to this place of knowing my worth and not settling and also really setting standards for my life. And that means that I want to be constantly doing a, a, um, inventory of my life and checking in okay what am I doing right now that isn't serving me or what am I doing right now that doesn't excite me anymore how can I honor that need within myself instead of asking for validation or waiting for you know other people to give me permission or follow the herd like how can I really stand up for myself and take action on what I know is true and what I believe in and what makes me feel really good and be decisive and that's been a huge journey for me recently like especially over the past year of really being decisive of taking fast action of not always seeking other people to give me the validation or the reasons to do what I want to do I just go and do things now and that has saved me so much energy so that I now feel in alignment I feel like I have energy to go and do other things rather than sitting there and getting worried about what people think about me feeling like I have to run decisions by certain people or wondering if I've made the wrong or the right decision I truly don't believe that there is ever a wrong decision because I know that there is always an experience and there's always an opportunity to learn from whatever situation I go through. Even if I, even if it doesn't end up working out for me, I know it's going to work out for me in the long run. So yeah, basically skating is a metaphor for just give it a go and see what happens. And I kind of, I don't even know how long I went out for because once I got into the rhythm of it and I was listening to some music, but obviously had one headphone out so that I could hear cars And I was just so in the vibe and I was like, this is so fun. And I felt really confident by the hour. I must've been gone for an hour in the sunshine, hair billowing through my hair, wind billowing through my hair, just in my sneakers, feeling like a cool gal, feeling like a real skater gal. And it was a good time. And now I'm feeling energized and ready to go for the afternoon because that's a thing, whether we're studying or working. And I know that I have the privilege of working for myself, which means that I can decide at 2 p.m. on a Monday afternoon, "Hmm, I'm going to go for a skate. But even if you're studying or working, if you're constantly feeling really depleted, low in energy, 
Go and find something that gives you energy. We often think, well, I need to finish all my to-do list and then I'll go do something fun or then I'll go do the self-care or then I'll go and exercise. But actually, it's the other way around. Like for me, I could have sat here and think, oh, I really need to be productive because it's the middle of the day on Monday. But I change, because my mindset, because I know that if I fill out my own cup, it means that I can come back, do a better podcast recording, respond to my clients with more excitement and value and just be more inspired within myself. And I can't sit there before going skating and think logically, okay, well, what is this going to do to me? What's the end result going to be? How is this going to work out? Because that takes away from the magic of it and it makes that decision and that action really heavy. But if I sit there and really drop into my body and feel into my intuition and it's like, go. And I could just, when I was thinking about going skating and I could just feel the wind in my hair and the sun on my face. And I was like, yeah, that's what I need. Go and do that thing. And then trust that the universe will support you. Trust that what is meant to unfold will, but just take it one step at a time. Something I always say, especially to my one-on-one clients is do the first action step and the next action step will reveal itself afterwards. We're always so caught up in making the best decision that we try to make 10 different decisions about the future before we've even taken the first step. So just take the first step, just do the next best thing that feels exciting, whether it be reaching out to someone or signing up to a program or calling someone or going for a walk around the block and then trust once you've done that thing, you will know afterwards, things will make more sense, but you don't need to know all of the different steps and how every little detail is going to work out in order for it to be worthy or for it to be a right decision. And that reminds me, we are still in in open for enrollment for the Abundance Method, which is my program starting in the middle of November. So if you would like to find out more information about that, send me a DM because we still have spots available. It's such an epic program. It really helps you to make better decisions without letting self-doubt and worry creep in because when you know and trust and really shift into the abundance that the universe is offering, you can call in so much more in terms of your body image, your relationships, your money mindset, all of the really juicy tools. So send me a message if you're keen to find out more and join us. So how's my week been? So last week I had the absolute luxury of getting to go to Byron Bay, which is such a beautiful hippie town that's actually been quite, uh, I'd say it would be quite lush now over the past years. I used to go when I was younger um, with my family all the time. It was beautiful, very hippie, very laid back. And it still is. And I love that they have preserved that to the best of their abilities. But there's also so many beautiful restaurants, amazing coffee shops, like just so much more to do there than ever before. And I have been living out of home, in and out of home since I was 19, essentially. So especially this year, though, I haven't been able, as many of us, like I've been lucky to see my family probably more than a lot of us, especially my beautiful Victorians that I'm always thinking about, but haven't spent a lot of time with my family. Like normally I would go over for dinner all the time or we would go out or whatever, Um, but we haven't been on a family holiday in ages. So I was really excited to get to have that quality time with the fam and also just there's a certain level of bonding that you get just by like being in each other's company rather than having to go out to dinner like I really enjoy just being at home and hanging out with the fam and you know being able to read or hang out and not necessarily need to talk but just coexist that's honestly one of my favorite things especially because I would identify as someone that is a little bit more introverted but I do like being around people I just sometimes don't want to talk to them so I find for me especially like with my family that can be good although I will admit by the end of the week I was like right I'm ready to go back home to my own space and whatever 
But basically for the week, we did lots of, I swam every single day. I body surfed. I went and did the lighthouse walk with my mum every morning, which was so nice. And sadly, the beach in Byron, if you're going up there, let me know if you saw this. Um, the sand has eroded a lot. So the sand dunes have really gone down to the bare minimum and they have heaps of work happening at the beach and sandbags and everything like that so that was a little bit of a different experience we went to have dinner at the mez club which is so beautiful it's like mediterranean kind of turkish greek food so delicious definitely recommend that we also went to the farm and had a really nice lunch which was incredible food and just like such a vibe to have a rosé with the fam and hang out but yeah it was just a really relaxing trip and like I said before when I get to have that change of scenery and just like completely mix up the routine and get to be with my family it just gives you such a rush of inspiration and not because I put pressure on myself to be really creative whilst I was up there but just because it's totally different and you know I just did a couple of hours of work every day and I really enjoyed it and there wasn't really anything that happened but that's kind of just exactly what I needed I feel like a lot of us have probably been working more this year than ever before because when even if you're working from home it's like yeah it's nice to be able to work from home but the lines get so blurred between working at home and working right so we can very easily spend all day at your desk and not going out for lunch and working later than you normally would or feeling like this pressure to be proving that you're still being productive even though you're not at the office and then obviously on the weekends not going out as much not being able to do as much means that this year we really have been working a lot so if you're feeling a little bit burnt out lacking inspiration just over it I would really recommend like even if you have a staycation and you just take a couple of days off work it really helps you to refresh everything and when you're constantly working or constantly have something to think about and constantly like switched on you're kind of operating at this stressed out level or you kind of have this layer of stress and probably most of you are like this listening to the podcast but you don't even realize because that's just how you've been functioning all year and when you're in that state it's impossible to think creatively or to have you know to even just like give yourself like when I say think creatively I mean like okay well what would I like to do what lights me up what am I excited for and when we're really stressed out chronically especially all year like if you've been feeling like that all year which this year more than ever I know a lot of us have it can sometimes bring up a lot more anxious thoughts or we can start to jump to negative conclusions or the worst conclusions just because we've been operating on that loop for so long. So getting yourself out of that situation and mixing up something if you are able to and you're in the position where you can take some time off work or maybe do a road trip or even do something like camping or just take an extra day off wherever you can, it can really help to just lower your nervous system, get a little bit less stressed and less hyped up and get things like get a new perspective like that's why going for a walk and like what I was saying before if you do the things that your body has the urge for you get a new perspective and that can really help to get to where you want to be like we don't always need to do the productive things of researching and working and being a hustler like sometimes it really is just completely stepping away from it completely letting go of your past so that you can come back and feel like all right now I know because I hear this from people a lot I think because I am someone that's is quite driven I guess I'm quite ambitious I know what I want to do like I've always wanted to run my own business and I work in health and I'm really passionate about mindset so definitely if you follow me on Instagram it might look like I feel like I always know what I'm doing and I'm always taking the next step and I'm always moving forwards which yeah I've made incredible progress and I'm so proud of my business like wow it has taken such a turn in 2020 and I'm so eternally grateful for that but I also need days where I like I also need times where I can get away because sometimes I feel a little bit like well what am I doing but 
for me personally, it's that's why I have coaching all the time. That's why I have mentors. That's why I do the self-care. That's why I have reflection. But even all of that, sometimes you still just need a break to get away so that you can see things more clearly. When you're constantly in the middle of your life and being really stressed and running around and doing all of the things, there's so many different layers that it then can be hard to listen to your intuition. So getting away from that can literally just be the best thing ever, which it certainly was for me. So let's move along to a listener question for today. And if you have a question that you would like me to talk about on the podcast, you can also slide into my DMs on Instagram and let me know. You can either send me a text message on the DMs or you can send me a voice note as well. Those of you that have worked with me or have ever spoken to me via Instagram, you will know I'm obsessed with a voice memo, which just helps to really get things across in the best way. But basically this person asked me if I stopped exercising when I had HA. So HA stands for hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is basically the scientific technical term for losing your period for a couple of months or for a long period of time. So probably not just like one cycle, but for like a prolonged period of time. And this can happen for so many different reasons, but frequently it happens when we're not eating enough, when we're under a lot of stress or we're over exercising, which as we know, exercise is also a stress on the body. So when you are exercising too much, not allowing enough time for recovery, that can send your body into a situation where it will stop its cycle, stop its period. And we do this as a survival mechanism because obviously if we're excessively stressed and we're under threat, we're not in a state where we're going to be able to make babies and that's probably not our priority. If you're really under threat, which is what your body feels like when there's lots of stress around, whether that stress is a tangible thing or um, something that's going on in your life or a physical thing or an exercise thing, it doesn't really matter. Your body processes stress all the same way. It's going to switch off your productive cycle because its main focus is actually keeping you alive. And then once you get rid of that stress, that's when you'll be going back to normal, optimal functioning. So obviously a normal cycle is anywhere between 24 to 35 days, anywhere within that range. So getting a period once a month, basically for like three or four, five, six, seven, eight, nine days, whatever it is. Okay. Well, maybe not nine days. I'd be a bit excessive, but everyone's really different. And I have actually recorded a full podcast episode on my period. I'm not sure if it will be up on iTunes because iTunes only lets you have 100 episodes at a time. But if you're interested about my journey with my cycle, uh, maybe look on Spotify. I've also done an episode with Nikki Gonda, who is the owner of my Moonbox, which is an incredible three month program all around your hormones and your cycle and just making your periods less crampy or less shit and less intense and heavy. And that definitely helped me. I did that when I got the marina taken out almost two years actually to the day. Oh, what a time. I just remembered that I got my marina taken out two years ago. And for those of you that don't know what a marina is, it's basically um, a a thing that you get put in your cervix, an IUD, I don't even know what it's called, and it blocks you from getting pregnant, essentially. So that's the very basic rundown of it. But I got it taken out two years ago and I went and did Nikki's program. So go and check out that podcast as well. But addressing the HA, the hypothalamic amenorrhea, very long word to basically say losing your period for a prolonged period of time. So did I stop exercising? So basically when I was, I was on the pill since I was 14 years old, I went to the doctor and I basically said to her that I was having really bad acne and she prescribed me the pill and just said that this would be good for my skin. And then I stayed on the pill because for just birth control to stop me getting pregnant essentially. And I kept going on it for, I was on the pill for ages and then 
I went off the pill when I was like 19, 20 because I kept getting breakthrough bleedings and I would get my period for like a month at a time. It was kind of more like spotting, but I just felt like it was really not good for me. And at that time, I was exercising a lot. I was constantly on diets and I was also very, very stressed. I would describe myself as someone that's quite stable (laughs) right now and very self-aware. But before the age of like 22, I was like chronically stressed and I just thought that's the way that people needed to live their lives like I put so much pressure on myself to say yes to everything to do all of the work to be hustling as hard as possible to just I didn't realize that you couldn't be could not be stressed and I also had quite a stressful situation with my family that was going on at the time and there was just a lot happening in my life so uh, when I went off the pill I never got my period back on a regular cycle essentially I didn't get my period for two years And obviously I was a bit concerned, but I kind of always knew in my body that things were okay. And it was just a process of me figuring things out. But I always encourage my clients, even if your body is saying to you like, yeah, you're okay, go and get that reassurance from your doctor. So I did that. I went and got blood tests. I went and saw an endocrinologist, which is essentially a hormone specialist. And the endocrinologist looked at my blood test results and was like, yeah, there's a few slightly abnormal markers, but nothing to really say definitively like this is what is wrong with you so she suggested to me um, maybe you should exercise a little bit less and take some time off exercising and that really made my skin crawl also because I was like in the thick of my disordered eating and my excessive exercise habits at the time but I also just felt like exercise for me was a way to manage my stress and so it felt really counterintuitive to not exercise when it was like the one thing that really gave me a reprieve especially because like I said this was my early 20s 19 year old self that didn't meditate that didn't journal that didn't do self-care that didn't have any boundaries like exercise was literally the only way that I got out all of my stressed Um, energy so I stopped exercising for a couple of days but man it did not feel good at all I just felt really um, anxious and nervous and also you know couple this with the fact that I was exercising because I wanted to lose weight so not exercising felt really stressful for me because I felt like I was instantly gonna gain weight which we know now doesn't happen because I've explained this in many episodes but essentially exercising is only a very small percentage of your day so if you take a week or two off your body is not really gonna look different at all really and even if it does you're gonna be able to regain what your body looked like in that couple of weeks in Byron I actually took a full 10 days off exercising from the gym because that's what my body really wanted I still stayed really active my family is super active so we did lots of walks whilst I was away but I just decided to have some time off from the gym and yeah I don't feel as strong and I'm definitely not as muscular as I was 10 days ago but only a tiny little bit and I know that the gym is always going to be there I always have another opportunity to go and work out and the worst thing that I can do for my body is sit there and beat myself up about why I took time off or why I wasn't prioritizing the gym when all I need to do really is just be like okay cool I've had time off amazing enjoyed that receiving that now I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to get back into it I'm going to ease my way back into it that was one of the biggest mistakes I used to do if I had time off the gym I would go back in there and smash myself and be so sore and then subsequently so hungry and then eat all the food and just be really and then not exercise because I was so sore so I always encourage whenever you've had a break off from the gym depends how long but really go light the first couple of sessions you have time it is a marathon not a sprint like you are more likely to exercise now consistently for the next six months so just give yourself time and really start small but yeah so I took a couple of days off from the gym going back to my um losing my period and really really didn't feel right so I just went back to exercising and I asked a couple of the other girls that I was training with like hey do you get a regular period what's helped you I kind of just did my own research because obviously I went to the doctors and there was a lot of inconclusive evidence that I had 
So I started exercising again and didn't get my period still for like another little while. And to be honest, I'd never had a regular cycle because I was on the pill since I was 14. So I'd had like two or three irregular cycles and then just went on the pill. And so my body had never really had time to find its bearings, you know. So I was back to training, back to exercising, doing my thing. And really the thing that helped me the most was finding a resolution with the stress and the situation that was going on with my family. So without getting into too much detail, I essentially was meant to buy a car with my family. And then that would cause so much drama in my family. And we, I was really, really stressed about it. I didn't really know how to set any boundaries or communicate my needs because I was young and naive and just like the easiest way for me to deal with it was to avoid it. But I also really needed a car. So it was just a really, really stressful situation. And now as I try to explain it all, in hindsight, it doesn't seem that stressful, but at the time I didn't really have the self-worth or the confidence to stand up for myself and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. I really relied on my parents for every single decision and for, to help me to do a lot of things. Um, even though I was also so hell-bent on being fiercely independent. So it was this very weird kind of personality that I had when I was 20, but now I'm much more confident and, and accepting of my own needs, which means I can communicate them. But literally I sorted that out by just buying my own car because I knew that's what I wanted even though it was against the advice of my parents and I just literally my body since then I got my period back had it really regularly for a couple of months and was always exercising and also eating more food that definitely definitely helps and I wasn't dieting I wasn't being so restrictive Um, and I think it was just a combination of managing my stress of taking care of myself better of eating more consistently eating a little bit more food probably going from exercising really intensely to then doing a structured program as well that probably helped as well but I really think for me the main thing was managing my stress and I've seen this have so many positive impacts in so many areas of my life my family as well coming back to my family we all have sensitive guts like it's just a thing with our family like we all are just very very sensitive And I used to get so bloated, just have really bad stomach upsets all the time, like just needing that really irregular going to the toilet, all of that kind of stuff for so many years of my life. And the past like three or four years, yeah, sometimes I get bloated or like I might have a slight stomach upset or something if I've been eating like particularly not as wholesome, but I so rarely get stomach upsets anymore. And even like, even when I just eat whatever, or if I've been drinking all weekend or I have lots of takeaway, like I might feel a little bit like not great, but nowhere near as bad as I used to be. Like when I was in my early twenties, I used to get super bloated. My stomach would be so uncomfortable, like really, really painful. And I used to always think it was because of the food that I was eating. And of course it's going to have a huge impact. But now looking back on that, it was the stress of constantly constantly dieting, the stress of not eating enough and being constantly hungry as well. Um, And also just the stress in my life that was so unmanaged. I placed so much pressure on myself when I was in my early 20s to have it all figured out, to be the best person, to work all the time. In my early 20s, I did not have like understand the concept of having a day off. It's really only been in the past two years where I've given myself permission to spend a whole day watching Netflix. And I know that I can create success in my own way. And I know that multiple realities can exist at once in the sense that like I can have a really lazy weekend and still be really successful. I can have 
a really lazy weekend and still be into health and fitness. Like, because I know that I'm designing this reality for myself, I'm creating my own identity that's not limited by preconceived notions, right? But that's only been the past couple of years and also all of the self-care that I am consistently doing for myself. I'm often going to the infrared sauna, which by the way, if you struggle with sleep, the best thing ever. Um, I'm going to get acupuncture. I go and see my therapist. I'm always talking to coaches. I'm reading. I have boundaries. I don't look at my phone after 8.30 at night. Like I just have created such a beautiful container for myself so that my stress, obviously I still get stressed, but I have managed them and I have I have ways to kind of like let off steam and the way that I'm able to manage my own emotions and regulate my thoughts and feelings is so much better than ever before. And it's no surprise that I never get bloated, right? Which is what I'm trying to say with this whole big tangent. My stomach and my gut right now functions the best it ever has. And so does my period. Now I get my period regularly every four weeks. I'm not on any birth control. It feels amazing to be totally natural. I just feel so in tune with my body. And this is not to say that if you are on some sort of birth control that you should go off it at all. But it's just about making sure that you're managing your stress so that you are listening to body your body and you're feeling like you're in control of the way that your body is behaving and acting and feeling and you feel like you're really self-aware around it as well because when I was on the pill I didn't actually understand what it was doing and I'm not about to give you information about it go and do your own research follow Nikki on my moon box whatever because that will really help you there's so much information out there about hormones and birth control and contraception and everything like that. Um, but I, I'm really aware of everything that I'm doing with my body and not in a way that I'm like, oh, I'm only going to eat organic or like I only eat certain foods or whatever. But I'm more just, I know, like I know if I drink, I'm going to be a little bit dehydrated the next day. My performance is going to be affected, but I, I know and I'm making the decision with that knowledge in mind and being like, okay, this is a, you know, a consequence that I'm willing to take or by not being on any contraception. It's like, I know that I'm like, if I, that I'm going to like have to make sure that I'm not going to get pregnant or whatever it is, even though I'm currently dating a girl. So that's the best birth control that there ever is. So you should give that a go in case you're wondering, but whatever it is, even if it's like, okay, like I want to do something, like I'm committing to something, making sure that you're being really self-aware around it rather than just assuming things and assuming that that's the only way that you can do things. So to bring it back full circle, and I've touched on this a few times on the podcast, obviously always go to your doctor and consult your GP with anything that's going on with your body. Get that physical reassurance, go and get blood tests, talk to specialists, whatever it is that you need. But at the end of the day, your body always knows best. So develop ways of listening to your body and make sure that you, you know, if it doesn't feel right to stop exercising, even though you um, don't have your period and, you know, make sure it's not coming from a place of an eating disorder of like telling you, like your ego is telling you, okay, you should be exercising because otherwise you're going to gain weight. Not a good reason to continue exercising. In fact, that's probably a reason you should take a break from exercising so that you can then define yourself outside of being the fit and the healthy girl which is something that I used to fall into the trap of doing as well but your body really does know best and if you're struggling with not getting your period back managing your stress reducing your exercise doing um you know eating enough eating more try eating more and it's a consistent long-term process as well so it's definitely not just like a one-off thing that's going to happen or you eat more for like one day and you're like why didn't I get my period back it takes so much longer than that and just See it as an opportunity to get back in touch with your body and know that not everything is 
permanent. Everything is impermanent. And so if you feel like you need to go and get checked in with specialists then go and do that, find other resources, um, read books, follow people on Instagram. There is so much information out there. Go and seek out what you need and then apply it to your own life and make sure that you also get help from professionals because this podcast is not your place to get diagnosed medically. I'm just always speaking from my own personal lived experience. Okay, so let's move on to the next point of discussion, which is preparing yourself when you're going away for holidays so that you feel the best in your body. This is a conversation that comes up a lot with my one-on-one clients, especially when they're going away for a bikini holiday and you know that you're going to be meeting new people potentially, wearing less clothes, just exposing in air quotes your body more often. The first thing that I would say, and this is something I speak about all the time with my clients as well, is People remember the way that you make them feel and so much less the way that you actually look. Sure, first appearances, people might notice how you feel, but even more so, if you cultivate your vibe, you work on getting to know who you are so well, people feel your energy when you walk into the room more than anything else. Like, you know, if someone walks into a room and they've had a really shitty day and they're feeling just like real blah, you can sense that immediately, regardless of what they're wearing, even if they're wearing the most sunny outfit. So remember that people remember the way that you make them feel through your vibe, your personality, who you are, what you bring to the table so much more than the way that you look. So think about and set the intention. How do I want to show up? What characteristics do I want to embody? And start visualizing that in your head. And even if you were to show people, even if you were to like get fully shredded or whatever for the holiday and you show up to that holiday and you've just got like a rocking six pack of abs. And honestly, there is nothing wrong with that. And every single person and body is totally valid. Of course, do what you want to do. But even if you did go through a hectic diet and you lost weight or whatever it is that you feel like would make your holiday better, even though that's just a belief, right? you're then showing an image of yourself that potentially isn't you at your authenticity and something that isn't actually sustainable for you anyway. So you're projecting and showing a version of yourself that is so specific to that one situation, which means that you're then going to be calling in people into your life that are maybe only attracted to you because of this image that you think you need to be showing off. So it's not really going to be a true connection with that person. Imagine if you were so confident within yourself in the way that you looked now and you showed up to that holiday or that that social situation, the people that are going to be magnetized towards you or drawn towards you are people that are really interested in your vibe. And that doesn't mean that it's going to last forever or amazing things are always going to happen, but it's going to be a truer connection because you're going to be showing yourself in your element from your authentic self, which means that that connection is going to be more authentic. I'm actually reading Glennon Doyle's book called Untamed on Audible at the moment. And I'm kind of dipping in and out of it whenever I feel I need a bit of a pep talk because it's very inspiring. And she talks about um, being in integrity. So basically making sure that she's always speaking her truth, right? And being in integrity with her values and who she is as a person. And what she said in that book the other day was that if she is committed to speaking her truth, because if she doesn't and she gets some sort of positive response from people because she was folding herself in or pretending to be something that she wasn't, then that that response and that um, relationship, it wasn't really ever hers to begin with because it's not her truth. Whereas if she speaks her truth and someone doesn't support her or doesn't give her the response that she wanted, then that is her truth. And that's aligned for her and creating space for what is actually meant for her. Hopefully that makes sense if I've given it a bit of a shaky rendition but go and listen to the book or read the book or whatever like so many people have been speaking about it it's got great reviews it is really really a good read 
really focus on the vibe that you want to bring and think about this when you like because so often when we're going on holidays we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be having the best time or to be making sure that everyone likes us or that we make lots of friends or we make lots of memories but putting so much pressure on how we want everything to go and to be making sure it's like the best time of our lives takes away from the ability for it to unfold in the way that it's meant to. And that is when it's going to be the most fun. If you can just trust within yourself and just know that I'm going to have a good time regardless of what happens or not even I'm going to have a good time, but I'm just going to let happen what happened, then you don't put so much pressure on yourself to be enjoying every single moment or to be feeling a certain way because things are going to unfold in the way that they're meant to unfold anyway. So by you trying to put things into a certain box or to make sure things happen in the way that they happen, It's just creating unnecessary stress for yourself. So another kind of mantra that I always say, especially if you're going on holidays with friends that you maybe feel a little bit uncomfortable with, or if you're going with your family and you're feeling a little bit rocky about that, or you just feel like there might be certain expectations of yourself, repeat the mantra. I would have fun even if I was going by myself and not doing anything because you would because you're someone that is here that is self-aware. You're becoming your own best friend. You're learning how to be really comfortable in your own company so set that intention yes it's cool to be with other people but don't put so much pressure on those other people to be bringing you the joy and the fun and the whatever obviously it's so fine and I always speak about this that you want to have friendships and you want support and you want attention and you're allowed to have that but don't place your expectations on those people to be bringing you certain things allow them to come to you but also know that you would have a good time even if you were going by yourself because here is the thing right Even when you did way less, oftentimes we romanticize and think, oh, it was so good. Like I fit into these clothes or I was smaller or whatever. But were you actually more confident when you weighed less? Were you actually less anxious? Did all your troubles just melt away? Because so often whenever we feel uncomfortable or whenever we have a negative emotion or a bad day or something happens to us, we can quickly jump to this idea that if I was skinny, I would be able to deal with this. Or if I was thinner, I wouldn't have these sorts of emotions. Regardless of what your body shape looks like, you will always experience a full spectrum of emotions. So instead of working so or pouring so much energy into your physical external appearance, that is always going to change anyway, especially as a woman and especially as a human being, which I assume you all are, unless you're a I don't know, alien, shout out to the aliens listening to the podcast, your body's always going to be changing anyway. And that is normal, especially as we get older, especially as our lifestyle changes, whatever, it's going to happen. What you can really give to yourself is the gift of getting to know who you are. And yeah, that's going to happen regardless as, as you get older, but be intentional around it. How can you work on dealing with your emotions, getting to know yourself better, being more self-aware, becoming a mindful person, and then letting that seep into other areas of your life so you can be conscious about the environment, about politics, social justice, relationships, whatever it is that is also really important. But it always starts with you first. And the other thing about dieting before a holiday, especially if you're someone like me that in the past had dealt with disordered eating and exercise, over-exercising and body dysmorphia, dieting is literally known in the like medical community, scientifically proven, 
that restricting your calories can trigger an eating disorder. So for me, what would happen is I would be in this cycle of, okay, well, I've got a holiday coming up. I would start eating a little bit less, would start really strong on Monday, didn't eat carbs, eating 1200 calories. Then by Thursday, I was so freaking hungry and that would lead to a binge and I wouldn't exercise and I'd feel guilty. And then the cycle would start up again. And because I was in that cycle and constantly feeling like I was failing, it also made me really dislike myself. I didn't, I wasn't proud to be the person that I was. So it which just never led to a good thing. And then I felt even more disappointed with myself when I did get on holidays and I'd failed the diet so many times. Instead, now what I like to work on is being confident, showing myself that I'm like giving my giving to myself, you know, doing the self-care, all of the things that I always speak about on this podcast and not putting myself in a position where I may fall into negative habits again, where I may give into an eating disorder. Sorry if you can hear that plane. As I always say on the podcast, I live in the inner west here in Sydney, which is quite close to the airport. So um, yeah, the planes really go close to our backyard and I can basically wave to the people in the airplane not quite but I am a comedian I'm here till Thursday thank you very much but anyway the best gift that you can give to yourself is something that's going to last within you building that emotional resilience and that mental strength rather than changing your body which is so transient in the sense that like you may get a result from doing an eight-week challenge that was really hard and grueling and then you may have that body for like a week or two and then it's gone right transient it's not there forever but working on yourself that is work that you get to have forever and sometimes it's hard to acknowledge that process because it isn't tangible it's not something that you can see but imagine and this is what what one of my old coaches I used to work with Kimberly when you're with my mindset used to say to me imagine if you were working if you walked through like a map of your mindset journey how far you would have come all of the obstacles and the things you would have gotten through imagine what that would look like you would have come so far by now and if you're ready to keep going further because obviously we can only take ourselves as far as we as what we know and we know what we don't know and then we don't even know what we don't know and the best way to get even further and to make sure that you're growing because if you're not growing then you're dying is to be in containers and is to be surrounded by like-minded people that are also doing similar and that are also aspiring to more and knowing what their worth is so if you're interested in, in that in the next level then come and join the abundance method I've also got the peaceful soul starting in January which is already starting to fill up with spots and that's my mindset group program where you get a lot of one-on-one access to me as well so send me a DM as per usual if you have any questions you'd like me to answer on here as well my DM door is always open to you thank you for being here i appreciate it more than you know thank you for leaving a review thank you for following me if you're listening to me on spotify thank you for taking a screenshot and sharing to your instagram stories or sharing this podcast with your friend thank you for subscribing on pod on itunes it helps more than you would know i appreciate it to the moon and back and then sign then some all right have a beautiful rest of your day i'm looking forward to hearing what you think about this episode bye-bye